Life is good. Life is bad. Life is incredible. Life is terrible. Life is extremely long, yet awfully short. Life is easy. Life is hard. Life is extremely complicated and complex, yet so simple. Life is a journey. Life is full of love and filled with joy, but it's also full of hurt and pain. But ultimately, when it's all said and done, life, it's yours. Life is a masterpiece waiting to be created and filled with all the aforementioned ingredients. See, each day you wake up, you're given a brand new blank canvas to create the greatest masterpiece possible. And you have to do that with whatever ingredients you're given. Yours won't look like anyone else's, nor should it, but ultimately it's yours. No one would even bother creating or enjoying art if every creation was simply the same. So now the brush is in your hands and this day is filled with endless opportunities. What incredible masterpiece will you create with today's ingredients? It's time to live and love life. Why you ask? Because you can. You don't need any other reason, simply because you can. What up, everybody? My goodness, welcome back to another episode of the Vitalized Podcast. You're here with your friendly neighborhood host, Mr. Marcus Black. And have I mentioned to you that you don't need any other reason to be great? If I hadn't, I just thought it'd be a good idea to mention that right now, because I want to let you know that there's something lying inside of you that's so great. It's so wonderful. It's so incredible. It's so big. It's so vast. And you just got to go get it. So I just want to tell you with everything inside of me, with all the passion, with all the strength, I just want to let you know it's all in front of you. It exists inside of you, the talent you need, the skill you need, everything you need, you already have. It's kind of like that oak tree analogy I like to use. Well before it was an oak tree, long, long, long ago when it was a small acorn. Everything that it needed to be that oak tree was already inside of it when it was planted. So right now, I'm planting seeds, my friends, because you are that tree. You're going to grow up and blossom and be big and huge in this world and accomplish incredible things things so i'm so glad that you guys have joined me for another week look at us we are just steamrolling right along we're tackling topics and subjects and we're growing and we're developing we're creating the life that we love to live because we can that's who we are we're people who want to live a vital life we're people who are giving everything we got to grow and we're people who don't have all the answers we're imperfect people but we're people who are committed and dedicated to finding our way. So I got some in, uh, exciting, exciting and incredible things that I want to share this week. Man, this one is is really big for me. Um, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, man, go and check it out. Um, it's available for you guys to listen. But right now, I want to talk to you already. I want to kind of jump in quickly because I was thinking the other day and I was looking around and I was watching movies and, and there's all this, uh, I keep getting like all these updates on my phone about, um, Spider-Man and the fight between Disney and Fox and Mike cancel Spider-Man. And I'm like, man, that's a really big deal to a lot of people. And, uh, you know, having jumped into the Marvel scene late, haven't seen them all, but saw enough to see the last two, uh, the Avengers 
and Infinity War and Endgame and loved them. And we had an incredible time watching those. And man, they really did a great job telling that story. But I realized that there's this huge, huge, huge affinity within our culture about heroes. And like we love heroes. Superhero movies gross in incredible, absurd amounts of money. And that's not a bad thing. That is because we as people love to see good prevail. We love to see hope. We love to see people overcome great adversity. And we love to see people rise up with the strength to win the fight. Because all of us, believe it or not, are in the middle of our own fight. And sometimes those stories give us courage. They help inspire us. They ignite something deep inside of us to help us move forward so that we can figure out what it looks like to become a hero, too. So there's all different types of heroes. And I want to talk today a lot about heroes. And there's a specific type I want to talk to you about. But the first type of hero is the type that we see in the Avengers and the Captain Americas and the Hulks and the Black Panthers. And you look at all of these different guys, the, uh, I'm not going to say this cause spoiler alert, but I'm going to keep that name to myself. If you haven't seen all the Avengers, uh, see, look at that. I'm being thoughtful right now, <laughs> but my personal favorite superhero of all time is Superman and I always liken myself unto him when I played football because you know I was made of steel as well you know I was kind of unbreakable nobody could knock me over you know I was just this just insanely absurdly fast strong human being and I'm being a little bit exaggerative right now but it's okay ride with me for the sake of the story <laughs> because in my mind I was Superman but I love him man and he's this guy that you know this super interesting origin story who comes here and is given all the gifts and talents in the world and steps up for humanity with these extreme superpowers and saves the day over and over and over again. And that's one type of hero. But there's a second type of hero that we like to look at and we like to often celebrate. And this is kind of like, uh, I don't know if you guys saw too long ago, but it's just kind of a person who, who steps up and does something great that people feel like should be celebrated. Like, there was a child hanging from a ledge had accidentally escaped the window in France not too long ago and was hanging off a ledge and a bystander just happened to see and literally jumps and scales the side of a building and climbs up and saves the day and pulls this child off the ledge and saves a life. There's also all types of stories, including one that I have of my own where someone was in a swimming in a wave pool and gets taken under the water and there was uh, several kids. The guy has several kids, and one of them falls under the water and looking and looking and can't find him. And I just happened to grab him up because I saw the kid under the water. But, man, that's another type of hero where you step in and you save the day for a person. No superhero powers involved, just you being in the right place at the right time and moving and acting on a situation to be able to save someone's day. And these people are often celebrated. The first type are celebrated and revered, and we definitely celebrate with our dollars, making the people at Disney and Marvel very rich people. The second type is super celebrated, and people are put them in the news and on the newspaper, a hero, a hero, a hero, and they get all this revere and all this attention, and all of that is fine, dandy, and wonderful. And then there is the third type that I want to talk to you about, and it's the one that's most important to me, and hopefully it's the one that's most important to you as well, because see, all of us have an opportunity to be heroes. Yeah, we may not ever possess super superhuman strength, 
superhuman speed. We may not ever be able to read minds. We may not ever be able to have laser vision. We may not be able to have these type of superpowers. We may not ever be super rich and just the way that we can afford fancy gadgets to save the day. We may not ever be put in a situation to save a drowning person. We may not ever be in a place where we can catch someone falling from a building. We may not ever be put in a situation to be revered as a hero on the news or abroad. But every single one of us under the sound of my voice has the opportunity to be the hero of your own home. And that's the type of hero I want to be. I want to be a hero of my own home first. And you guys know that I do this. Man, this is an extreme passion of mine. I make videos regularly. If you guys haven't seen any of those, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you can find me, I'm out there. I make these videos and then I'm uh, just writing different things. I have the blog and I'm working on a book. And then I got the podcast and all of those things are great and I love them. And people give me a lot of attention and people celebrate the work that I'm doing to try to spread love and life to the world around me. But however, comma, when I look back over the past, there's so many world changers, so many, so many incredible leaders who were men who were out in the forefront, who were doing these great things. Yet behind the scenes, things were falling apart. Things were crumbling. Their families were falling apart. Their children and wives were hating them and thinking they're living a lie while they were ruling home with an iron fist or not even home and not present at all. And I never want to be that. What you hear right now is the same thing I want to be when I'm at home, when I'm present with my family, with my wife and my boys. See, I want to be a hero for them first and maybe not the type that saves the days. Being a hero doesn't always mean stepping in to just, uh, save the day in some incredible way or some dramatic fashion. Sometimes being a hero means just being there. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but I actually wanted to read you guys a definition because I have the word hero defined as a person noted for courageous acts or notability of character. And I want to say it's both and. I want to be a person that shows and leads by example, by expressing myself and doing courageous acts. And I also want to be a person who has a very esteemed and noble character, not just on the microphone, not just on the screen, not just not all of those things in the public eye, but behind the scenes where the people who know and love me closely can say that everything you hear is exactly what you get. There's no facade. There's no false. There's no fake. It's all real around here. And that's one of the biggest goals for me in this podcast. I always want to keep it real. I want to be real. I want to be raw. I want to be honest and open and I want to be relevant, real, raw, relevant. That's what we want to do. That's the goal because when you're real, when you're raw, when you're relevant, it speaks directly into people's circumstance and situation. And if you're listening to the sound of my voice, hopefully I'm about to give you some nuggets and drop some bombs that you can take with you that can lift you up, that can build you up, that can give you the strength and courage you need to keep moving forward and fight whatever it is you're facing right now. Right on, <laughs> right on. I know y'all thought y'all might wasn't going to get that this week, but here we go. So what I decided was as I was thinking through like, okay, What's the best way for me to be a hero of my own home? How do I do that? 
because it's easy for me to tell you, man, go be a hero of your own home, folks. Don't be searching to be on TV. And, and hey, if you want to work in television or actually a goal, a real goal of yours is to get on TV, that is great. You should do that. But just make sure that the person and persona that you put out there on the screen and on TV matches the person that you are behind the scenes because it won't take long before people realize and they can people can always smell out a fraud and we never want to be a fraud nobody listening to this better ever be that because we all know that man the best thing you can be is yourself be authentically you and you don't have to be perfect People aren't looking for perfection anymore. We're looking for somebody that's relatable. And that's what I hope to be with this podcast, to just be open, honest, and relatable. And you guys can see my failures. You guys can see my struggles. And we can all rise up and grow together. So, man, I was thinking through a few areas, and I came up with five of them. And these are five areas that if I focus on five things to do to be a hero of my home, if I take these five steps and I put them into practice and I execute them, I will be the hero of my own home, which is my number one goal. So the first one of those is be present. Oh, my goodness. In order to be a hero, you got to be present. I can't be someone's hero if I'm not around. I would never want my sons to be looking around always. Mommy, mommy, where's daddy? Where's daddy? Where's daddy? And She's like, I don't know, because I'm always out. Everything else is more important. Even this sometimes, what I'm doing and my passion sometimes pull me away, but not always. If I know I'm going to be away for a little while, I'm going to step up, I'm going to rise up, and I'm going to go and balance that out by being present or doing something special. You got to be present. And again, this is what I just was saying a minute ago. Like being that hero doesn't always mean you're going and saving the day and you're doing something dramatic and something huge. Sometimes being a hero for my son or being a hero for my wife means I'm being present. I'm being next to you and not just physically present. Like how many times are we guilty of this? Think of yourself right now. How many times do you find yourself in a room with people that you love and they're sharing their heart and they really have something they want to say. You haven't seen them all day. Maybe you haven't seen them in a couple of days because life gets busy. Schedules get hard and everybody's working and everybody has their extracurriculars. And then you find yourself in this place where you need to communicate and connect. And what's got your attention? Oh, that devil of the phone. The phone can be an incredible blessing or it can be an incredible curse. But if your face is buried in the phone, yes, you might be physically present but you are not present and you can't be the love, the hero your loved ones need. If you're too busy looking at the phone, if you're too busy looking at what everyone else is doing, if you're too busy comparing your life to other, guess what? I'm trying to be an influencer, a person who impacts the world in a positive way. There's a lot of people who have that same similar passion. If I spend all my time watching what they're doing, looking at what they're not doing, critiquing and judging myself for what I'm not doing based on what they're doing, I'm not going to be present and impact the people I need to impact because I'm worried about what they're doing. So that's a word. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Guess what? You're not going to miss nothing on that phone if you put it down for 30 minutes. Sometimes it's good for your brain anyway just to have a break because we can be get, get so dependent on those ding, ding, ding bells and notifications and whistles and people liking this and commenting on that. We can get so caught up in that that we can lose sight of everything that matters most to us. And we lose in human interaction. There are human beings in your life around you who want to love you, who want to give you love and life. So take a break from the phone, man. Be present, not just in the physical form, but be present present 
emotionally. Be present when when your children, when your spouse, when your friend, when your family, when someone is communicating to you and they're expressing something that's heavy on their heart. I get it. Sometimes we're busy people. If you have work and there's an emergency, then there's an emergency. But I'm just saying when you just scrolling, when you're thumbing around social media, when you're just looking through what what's going on and not really much going on, but phones have just be kind of become a comfort zone for us. And this is one of the big, there's two kind of major areas. Phones are one, they just suck you in and they drain you and they kind of can take life from you. They can take you away from the people you love and who love you. But there's another area. And it's people who say, oh, I'm not on my phone. I'm good. He's not talking to me. Well, I could be talking to you because another way that you can be uh, not be present is if you zone out. So the whole time, your people, your loved ones, your children, and I know I have a four-year-old who can go a mile a minute, motor mouth, he can go. And it's so easy for you to start thinking, I wonder what I need to do in three days. I got this assignment I need to turn in. I need to be at this place and start planning out your calendar, planning out your work week, start thinking through everything else you need to do other than being present there in the moment. I know he's four. I know he's not saying anything profound, but he's giving me his time and he's sharing his heart and his mind with me. So in order for me to be what he needs me to be, I got to be present. And that means nothing else that's going to happen five days from now is more important than what's happening right there in that very moment. Because five days from then isn't promised to me. But you know when is that moment. So maybe you this may convict you. Maybe this will hit you in your heart. And if it does, I hope it does. That's good. Because who needs your attention? Who's looking for you? Not to be their savior. You're not their savior. But to be their hero. And by hero, I'm not talking about a super power, superhero, save the day. I'm talking about a friend. I'm talking about a person that's there, a companion, a person that's given love, a person that's given support. Because we got so much opposition and adversity all around us in the world. You need the people closest to you to be there. And that's just number one, guys. We just getting started. We coming out the gate with heat. And I hope y'all will continue to listen to this and ride with me through the remainder of this journey. But if you can take these nuggets and implement them, I bet you you'll see a drastic difference in your relationships, in your life, and you'll start to feel overall happier because of the connections that you'll make with the people who love you most. So, number two. Ooh, that's a big one. (laughs) You got to be present first. Number two, you have to be consistent. Man, I could stop right here. I could say... Man, if this was church, I could give you an altar call and call it a day. Like, you got to be consistent. And I hear so many times we talk about fair. Well, this isn't fair. That's not fair. Life ain't fair. Guess what? That's right. Life isn't fair. And you might not always be, quote, unquote, fair in the way you deal with the people you love. But as you don't always have to be fair. But you do always have to be consistent. You have to be consistent as a parent. When you're punishing your children, you got to be consistent. You can't be given one punishment one time and another punishment another time. And like all over the place when it comes to how you discipline your children, like you can't do that. You got to create consistency because believe it or not, people, all people, including my unorganized self, we thrive off consistency. We just do. We do better when there's some form of routine. And even though I don't like routine in my work schedule, like I know that there's a certain routine of like when we wake up. 
and leaving the gym and helping my wife get the boys ready, getting them where they go, getting me ready, getting me where I belong, working through my day, getting home, getting the boys where they belong, eating, getting everybody ready for like there's just a certain level of consistency that helps us thrive and function and flow when we don't feel like we're just floating through life chaotically. Guess what? If you want to be a hero to the people you love, you got to find a way to be consistent. And think about this, man. Some of us work in some chaotic situations. We work in chaos. It's a nightmare. Some of the things we have to go through and then we can easily come home. And some days we're super up and we're happy and we're smiling and we're loving and we're playful. And other times we come in the house and nobody better not say a word to you. Your children who are looking up to you and they've had an incredible day and they just want to share a simple win. And all you can think about is all how those people drove you to your last nerve and you don't want to hear what they got to share. So you shut their mouth and you go and disappear. Hey, sometimes in life you need to disconnect and you need a break and you just need a minute. If you if it's been that bad and you're at your breaking point, I get it. But that can't be a regular occurrence to where three days a week we get the good one and four days a week we get the bad one. But it's not the same days and we don't know which version of you we're going to get when we when you come through the house. So everybody's walking on eggshells because we don't know how we got to be because we don't know what you're about to present to us. Think about that when you go into your office where at work, when you go into your classroom with your teachers or professors. Think about that when you're dealing with your spouse. Like, are they getting a consistent version of you? Are they getting consistently your best? And that doesn't mean you can't be human and you can't make mistakes. If you make a mistake, that's fine. We're going to get to that in a minute. But if this becomes a reoccurring theme and it's been this way for years and your family's still walking on eggshells because they don't know which version of you're going to, you're going to, they're going to get, you say one thing, you do another, you do one thing, you say another, you back and forth and there's zero consistency. That is a recipe for disaster. I can't get on this microphone telling you guys these things and then go home and explode on my family. Yell at my boys. I can't do it. You got to be consistent, man. <laughs> I can't say that enough. So start thinking, what are some ways you can challenge yourself to be a little bit more consistent? None of this stuff is going to change overnight tomorrow, but how can you be just a little bit more consistent? How can you take one, two, three, four, five steps this week to get you a little bit closer to where your family starts to notice like, wow, like, Man, I know that. And they'll be so much more appreciative because you go through so much. You carry such a weight on your shoulders for so many. You are riding with these burdens that you carry. But when you come home, home becomes a safe haven. And home becomes a place that everybody knows they're safe to be able to let their guard down and just be able to express themselves. And you're smiling and you've created an atmosphere of love. And we got to be intentional about that. You're not just going to just raise a loving family and a loving environment where everybody is happy and healthy and whole. That's not the way it happens. It's not set up that way. There is a whole real enemy coming to attack and still kill, destroy every bit and ounce of joy you have in this life. So if you're not intentional about setting up some parameters and boundaries and pushing yourself in these areas, it won't ever happen. So number two, man, you got to be consistent. How can you be more consistent? How can you be consistent with your schedule? How can you be consistent with your eating? How can you be consistent with your diet? How can you be consistent with your in, with your communication? So real, so relevant. And we going all the way there. Number three, this is a good one. If you want to be the hero of your home, you got to be gracious. And the word grace itself is defined as when you get what you don't deserve, meaning 
you messed all the way up. You did. Let's say we get back to that same circus scenario. You come home, had a horrible day. Things getting blamed on you, written up for something you didn't do. Bosses yelling at you. Maybe you friends are struggling. Maybe you lost a friend. Maybe you lost a coworker. Maybe you lost a loved one. Like just life happens, man. And we don't have any control over that. And you come home and you do snap or somebody you love comes home and snapping and they're going off on you. And all you want to do first thing, what happens? Blood pressure starts rising. You can feel it. Now I know y'all can feel it. Those nerves start standing up. You start feeling that tingle, anger and rage starts building up and you just want to let them have it. If you want to be the hero of your home, sometimes you got to be an expression of grace. Meaning I know you just said some things to me. You just yelled at me. You just, Ooh, you let it fly. And everything inside of me wants to return that back doubly. But in that moment, in order for me to show, I got to extend my hand and say, hey, this is so hard to do. The way that you do this, I'm going to give you practical. We're getting all the way practical now. If you are, if your goal is to be that pillar for your family or for whatever situation, for your friends within your community or for your children or for your students, like and somebody is acting all the way out of character. You got to force yourself. You can literally manipulate your brain, your mind and your body by taking slow, deep breaths. You breathe in really slow, far and deep as you can. You hold that breath for as long as you can possibly hold it and you exhale really slow. And after you do that, do it two times, do it three times, do it four times. What you have now done is taking back control of your body. Those same nerves that were just standing up on edge and ready to flip, you have just now caused them to settle down. You have caused your heart rate to steady and slow. You caused your, you have physically manipulated your blood pressure into going down. And now that you've done that, now you can be an expression of grace, meaning you might even deserve for me to say a few words to you. But you know what? That's not my goal. My goal isn't to berate or belittle you. My goal is to be a friend. My goal is to be a just a pillar. My goal is to be what you need me to be this foundation that we've built upon. So what I want to do rather than let you have it is say, hey, this is a safe place. Home is a safe place. This room, this environment, wherever we are, this is a safe place. And I don't know what you've gone through today, but I want to hear about it. Tell me what happened to you. Not what's wrong with you. Please don't say that. Do not say what's wrong with you. Why are you acting like you? Why are you acting all crazy? Don't do that. <laughs> say what happened. Because that automatically can help disarm because something did happen. And then you be all ears and you be willing to listen and you be willing to be an expression of grace. Matter of fact, we had a situation the other night with my four-year-old and we gave him, gave him some juice and he didn't have anything to drink in the evening. We normally don't do that that close to bedtime, but we gave him some juice and he just happened to walk with us to the back and we normally don't even let him bring cups. I don't know why he had his cup in our room, but he did. He's about to sip his juice and next thing you know, he pours, drops the whole cup, pours a whole cup of red juice on the carpet in our bedroom. And I felt it just a sharp, like I was ready to let him have it. And so was my wife. And we were about to tell him, oh, you can't have no more juice and ready to go there. And I looked at his small, innocent face, ready to crumble because he knows that we as his parents are disappointed. And all I could think about was, wow, sweet baby, this little sweet baby who made a mistake. And I'm like, man, I make mistakes. I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, we make mistakes. And I say to her, I say, hey, 
I said, uh, accidents happen. And that was so hard to say in that moment. But you know what happened in his moment that in that just then in his eyes in that moment, he was looking at me like, wow, I should have gotten punishment. I should have gotten my juice privileges taken from me. But mommy and daddy said, "Nah, you know what? We'll give you a little bit more and then we're going to go to bed and we're going to go pray together. And what did that do for him? Come on, man. Now think about it. Now, if I do it that one time and every other time we snap, that didn't do nothing for him. Just got him off a little bit of punishment in the moment. But if I'm consistent and we do that consistently over time, I've gained a level of respect and trust for my son that you can't get anywhere else. Practice these things. Practice being gracious in your relationship. And please, if you're a person that's listening to my voice and you are in a cycle of abuse, that's different. Do not be manipulated. Like any of these words can go like, I mean, any of these things can go different ways. Like people can easily try to manipulate you and make you feel like, uh, you gotta, you need to give them grace. Grace is something that you extend when people make mistakes or make accidents. Uh, when people have out of character moments, when someone expresses their real character to you time and time and time again, like there's no grace for that. That's a, those are character flaws. I'm saying like when people make mistakes, when people mess up, when people are remorseful and they're down, extend grace to them. I'm not saying be abused like you need to get out of that if that's you like, no, we don't have time for that. But number four, man, I'm keeping it rolling along. After you be gracious, this one goes right along with it. Be merciful. So if grace is when you get what you don't deserve, being merciful is when you don't get what you do deserve. Meaning it's just kind of like Jesus and how he does us. Like, man, sometimes we do some things where we deserve bad, but rather than giving bad, like you just don't get it, man. So we got to be merciful. Meaning like with your children, when you ready, man, you got your belt ready or back in the day, like, I don't know about y'all, but I grew up in the country in Mississippi. And when my mama went outside talking about, she needed to get a switch, (laughs) I'm like, why is it taking you 10 minutes to get a switch? Like, I mean, it's a tree. The whole backyard is trees. Like, you could have had a switch in 60 seconds. You didn't been out there 10 minutes. What are you doing? And she come in with five limbs braided together. Hey, she didn't abuse me, I promise. Like, everything I am (laughs) is largely a part and because of her. But, hey, she made sure that we knew she meant business and she struck the fear of God in our hearts with these trees that she was (laughs) whooping us with. Oh, man, I know she's going to hear this. Don't whoop me when I come home, mama. But <laughs> but mercy. Be merciful. Like, when people deserve for you to give it to them, just kind of just like being gracious. Like, extending grace is one thing, but being merciful is another. And it's like, even when you know that there's a certain way you're supposed to interact, that there's a certain thing you're supposed to do in this moment, sometimes being merciful means you know what this is what should happen right now and even explaining that this is what should happen this is what you should be getting this is a level of discipline i keep going back to children because that's big for me that's whose hero i'm trying to be for my wife like if she has a bad day she's snapping on me she's going off and i should be doing this or or even let's say she oh i'll give you a prime example I would travel to Mexico over the summer and I got these beautiful glass hand sculpted skulls. Now skulls because of Mexican culture, you know, Dia de los Muertes and Day of the Day and all these things. So I hey, don't <laughs> hope you guys aren't laughing at my Spanish, but 
So I brought these back, and they sit on my desk, and I brought two of them. I brought a silver one with black raiders uh, adorned in black raiders stuff, and then I brought a black one with silver raiders stuff on it. So it's like raiders, skulls, and they sit on my desk, and I got this silver and black theme, you know, just because it's what I love. And one day she was working really hard and she was doing things for her office and in our office that we share in the home. And she stood up from her desk and bumped my desk a little harder than normal. And my glass skull fell off my desk on carpet, but it was just hard enough. Hit the, just the right way. Shattered everywhere. That's not like something I can just go order off the Internet. You know, I brought that back specifically from Mexico, hand painted, like custom and in that moment, I could have been, oh, blah, 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 and I can't ever get that back and could have really poured it on and made her feel bad and quote unquote justifiably so. But me being merciful in that moment said, hey, your feelings and who you are to me is more important than that. Yeah, that wasn't special to me, but this will be a story that we'll be able to share. This is a story that I'll be able to share on my podcast. Didn't know that at the time, but hey, look at it. It just popped up. It arose. <laughs> And she's more important to me, what she means to me, what she means to my family, what she means to my boys, the work and the effort that she gives to benefit and better our lives. I'm not going to belittle or berate her, even if she, quote unquote, deserves it, man. You got to be merciful. If you want the people in your life closest to you to revere you, man, then you got to be merciful. And this is the last one. Hopefully you guys have taken some things that you can take with you in that that can really help you put into practice and become better. That's what we all about, man, growing and truly living life, man. We don't want to just be going through the motions in life. Like we fall into that rut so easily. Like we could wake up on a Monday feeling good, ready to have an incredible week. And by Tuesday evening, by the time we get home, we like, oh, I got to go to this place again. And you just drain, just walking like a zombie through work, going through your life, not truly cherishing the moments and the people that you have closest to you so that's what this is all about but number five you gotta be the example be the example be the example it's one thing to talk it i could say all this stuff all day oh, i love this and i love my family and i love my son and i'm gonna be there for him always he's never gonna have to look for me or worry about if i love him oh, i'm gonna love my wife i'm never i'm gonna cherish her i'm never gonna cheat on her I'm never gonna be with man you can say what you want to say if you're not living it if you're not being a living breathing example of what you're saying then what are you doing what are you trying to accomplish in this life? What are you trying to accomplish through your job? What are you trying to accomplish in your family? What are you trying to accomplish in life? And if you want the people closest to you to uh, just follow you, if you want them to love you, if you want them to just fall in line with the plan or the program that you have or the ideals that you want for your family, you got to live it first. What does that mean? It means you got to lead the way by example. It means if health is a priority to you, if you talk about health all the time and let's be healthy, then you don't need to be sneaking Snickers bars in late at night or figuring out how you can get chocolate and like while they can't. Like you got to lead it by example. You It's with everything. If you want to be most effective, you got to lead by example. That means you got to love by example. That means how you want to be loved, you got to give love. You got to show love. You got to express love. You got to communicate love. This means for me specifically, like I'm bringing it home, like, man, I think I got two little sons. I think about them and I look at the way they look at me and they think daddy is the world right now. And I never want that to change. 
But you know what? If I be present, if I'm there for them, if I'm consistent, gracious, and merciful, and I set the example first, I never have to worry about that. If I treat my wife with love and respect, and I date her, and I dance with her, and I show her the life that I always wanted to show her, they are watching. The little eyes are watching me. My wife is watching how I treat people, how I interact with people. Because I can say what I want to say on TV. I can say what I want to say on videos. I can say what I want to say on this podcast. But when I get home, if I'm not living it, I got her eyes looking at me in extreme disappointment. And that's driving me to keep living it. How do I work? How you do anything is how you do everything. How do I work when no one is looking? Like, how how do I do this? How am I working? How am, What am I building towards? How you do anything is how you do everything. So whether big, whether small, whether you're in front of a camera or whether you're behind the scenes, they are watching me. So I can say what I want to say, but if I'm not doing it, then I'm not going to earn their respect, their love, their trust. I could be the hero to millions of people on the internet that I don't even know and lose the love and respect of the people who matter most to me. I got to show them the way. I got to show them by how I treat others. I got to show them by how I serve my family, how I serve my community, how I serve the kingdom of God, how I serve my heart. I got to show them from this deep place of authentic authenticity. I have to do it. Nobody's going to do this for me. So what am I saying to you? In life, you got goals, you got dreams. Maybe you're working towards something. You're trying to build up to this platform. You're trying to empower the world. Maybe you're just trying to live a good life. Maybe you're just trying to build life and give life to those who love you most. It doesn't matter if everybody at your job loves you, if the people at home don't respect you because you are not giving them the best of you. It doesn't matter if people on social media like 100 people like your post, 150, 200, 500,000. It doesn't matter if it's a million people like your post on social media. If you are not present and giving love and care and support to the people at home with you, I'm trying to give you love. I'm trying to give you the game. I'm trying to give you the tools and the steps to take if you want to build that life that you love living. I'm, I don't know how many times or how many ways I can tell you that greatness is in you. It's deep inside of you. You got every tool you need to be a hero maybe not a superhero but a hero to the people that love and matter to you most so what are you waiting on i'm telling you it's time to get up live life love life why because you can vitalize